0: Welcome to Code Together, a podcast for developers by developers, where we discuss technology and trends in industry. I'm your host, Tony monk LNT Technology Services, LTTS, is a pure-play engineering services provider. Today we're going to talk about their chest x-ray radiology suite, ChestrAI, AI, which uses deep learning to improve turnaround times for patients to receive their chest x-ray results. We are joined today by Dr. Nandish S., has more than 12 years of experience working in the healthcare domain. He received his PhD from Manipal Academy of Higher Education, with a focus on medical image processing, visualization, and analysis. He is a senior member of IEEE and previously held the position of Vice Chair of the IEEE EMBS Bangalore chapter. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Danish. Yeah,
1: thank you, Julie. Thank you for the introduction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit about why Chestar AI matters? Right now, why is it important for us to have this solution in a timely manner?
1: Yes, uh before talking about the chest RI solution, I would like to bring in the the pain points or kind of background uh, where the radiologist or the patients so when we consider the recently everyone of us have experienced the pandemic due to COVID-19 or earlier to COVID or post-COVID, we'll see the very huge volume of chest x-ray images which are populated at the diagnostic centers or health providers. So when there is a huge volume of chest x-ray images, the radiologist, the time spent by the radiologist and the time spent by the patient, both we need to consider. So considering the pain point where the radiologist will look into the images, from the weaving of the images till the reporting and the number of volumes. So that takes more time for reporting for one patient and the patient wait time also. We are here built this solution to assist the radiologist not to replace the radiologist and here we are not going to identify, detect or classify any chest diseases but it helps the radiologist in finding the symptoms or identifying the findings on the images. So we have considered 18 different diseases of uh, lung which is identified through the chest x-ray images and all those chest diseases what we have identified 18 diseases out of 18 diseases we have common 32 findings are there so these are the 32 findings and we have used 10 of it 10 findings in our solutions and the 11th one is the no findings if we consider these findings right it can be a effusions or some lesions which is present in the chest area or also the supporting devices devices like pacemakers stand which is present. So there are such 10 different findings and plus normal when we sp- speak about a normal image also identifying it as a normal also is a such an important thing because if the radiologist look into the images if he can see the abnormalities it will be quicker so he can visually identify what is the abnormalities it is there and he will report it. When there are the normal cases, that is the challenge where the radiologist don't even want to miss a minute abnormalities from the images, where he spends more time in telling that, yes, this case is normal. Telling this, Identifying the image as a normal itself reduces a lot of time for radiologists, and hence directly it influences the waiting time for the patient. So in that way, we can also prioritize the cases from the server, the image server, where, where radiologists need to give more time and looking into what images. So in this case,
0: when you're talking about assisting the radiologist, there's been a lot of uh, solutions that we've seen coming out um, you know, in radiology where people are using AI to look at images and try to identify different types of diseases. In this case, it sounds to me like you're trying to identify which uh, x-ray films a doctor should look at to help them kind of categorize what's potentially an issue and what potentially is normal is that correct
1: yes potentially not the disease we are identifying as I said there are 18 diseases out there and 18 diseases have a common symptoms or common findings in the images so we are identifying those findings. So that will help the doctor to talk about what disease that person can be having it. So it will assist the doctor in finding uh, finding those uh, abnormalities.
0: Okay. Um, How often do you guys update this model, and how do you make sure that that happens and is rolled out to customers in the right way?
1: Uh, Yeah, Tony, as I said, uh, for the 18 diseases, we have 32 findings, right? So we have considered only the 10 findings as of now. So we can enhance it considering the remaining other findings, but also for the yeah, to build an AI model, right, when we speak, we need to have a balanced data set. So for, to consider the other findings, we need to have enough number of uh, image data. So we are working on it in enhancing it or uh, adding in more uh, findings to this uh, solutions, what we are having.
0: How, how do you guys make sure that, uh, one, that your model is trained appropriately? Um, How do you make sure that the inputs are correct? Uh, And then how do you make sure that patient security is covered? So when you're actually doing these uh, things and building your your pipelines that we have the right level of security so patients can be confident that their images are secure.
1: Yeah. First, coming into the patient security, right? Uh, We have adopted the uh, anonymization tool, right? Dia identifies the patient information before uh, giving it to our model where we provide it to our users where they first uh, run the images through our anonymization tool and then it will be fed into the uh, AI solutions what we have. And coming into the uh, how do we access it and the more more of it is we take help leverage the uh, radiologist or the trained uh, radiologist who are uh, associated with us in assessing the outcome of the AI predictions. So the first step where we assess A is basically technically on the uh, few of the metrics like precision and recall. That is the first step we look into and the next is uh, we leverage the uh, users such as the trained radiologists who are associated with us. We take our, uh, take. Uh, we take their feedback on the predictions and also uh, if there are any discrepancies, then uh, after a few uh, such cases, the our model have a capability of retraining it.
0: Okay. And we, because again, because we're looking at healthcare, obviously accuracy is important. We want to make sure that the patients uh, get the right answers as quickly as possible, which is what our AI is enabling. Can you talk a little bit about how accurate um, your methodology is and how you guys determine um, which... Uh, images fall into which categories?
1: Okay, uh, when we speak about the accuracy, our uh, solution what we have it is ninety-five percent accuracy, which has been uh, tested and validated with. And when we speak about uh, uh, which category, the how do we guarantee the accuracy? For as I said, it is more of uh, the help of our users. Uh, who are the trained radiologists to give us a feedback on the prediction given out. And there are uh, and also before reporting we need to have a human intervention that doctor before reporting the doctor will cross check it either whatever the predictions are made is right or wrong or if it is right or wrong in terms of is it a true positive or true negative false positive or false negative based on the feedback from the doctors. So we will make it more uh, uh, accurate. When you go to
0: a doctor that's using your solution, you know, if I'm a patient, I guess my thought would be, I want to make sure that a doctor is looking at my image rather than letting AI make that decision. So is it true that a doctor is always going to look at my image and you guys are just trying to help them classify it? Um, Or is it the case that sometimes the AI says, oh, this is normal, you know, there's no need for the doctor to examine this x-ray film?
1: No, not at all. The doctor will look into the images. Our solution will help the doctor in in assisting him, him or her cases, whatever the doctor is looking at the images. He will be looking at the patient's images, so our AI solution will help the doctor. It doesn't never replaces him.
0: Okay, good. I think that'll make all, all of our listeners feel a little more comfortable about the technology. Um, and also, I, I noticed that you guys are using uh, uh, the image technology kind of. Uh, image recognition right to help assist but i think you guys also use some type of nan- natural language processing as well um, is that true
1: natural language processing it is mainly for the reporting for grammatically and clinic- clinically accurate reporting is required so for that we uh, also use some pre-trained, pre-trained uh, transformers along with the clustering and uh, scoring models scoring models what we use here is uh, radiology finding quality index for the purpose of reporting.
0: So the radiological finding quality index, can you talk a little bit about about that? Is that something that you guys came up with yourself or is that something that uh, you've used from like third parties? Is is it something standard or is it something custom? No, it is
1: uh, something standard where we have this RF uh, quality index. Those are the scoring models along with the clustering and we have used the pre-trained transformers for that. That is mainly for grammatically and clinically accurate uh, report generation
0: so we talked a little bit in our meeting before we actually started recording the podcast about that potentially this enables multiple workflows uh, for both hospitals and individual radiologists can you talk a little bit about what the expected use case is and how you guys are planning to help uh, radiology departments around the world
1: yes and when we talk about our users right mainly they are the radiologists when we Look into the radiologist, the radiologist, few radiologists will be visiting multiple centers or it will be in the one uh, healthcare provider. When we talk about the provider it can be a hospital. So we have two uh, different workflows where it can be used at the hospital and one at the radiology uh, for the individual radiologist. When we speak about the hospital based workflow, so our solution is capable of integrated with the PAC system. The PACS is a DICOM uh, picture archiving and communication system which stores all the medical data which are supported by DICOM. So our solution is capable of fetching the studies from the PACS and then uh, it will be created the dashboard out of the PACS images and where the doctors can see all the cases in the dashboard and you can click on one cases and we have the option of ask AI it will be a normal image viewer where every hospital will be having along with their imaging modalities so this will be one among uh, similar to that it will be a a normal uh, uh, software which is given as it is provided with uh, other imaging modalities also so this will just fit in with the radiology department connected to their packs where doctors can see all the images here they can fetch it from the packs and while weaving the images we have the option of ask ai so once they click on that Ask AI, so the prediction will come on the screen. And it is not only the prediction, it also identifies, localizes the region and give the annotations as per the size of the abnormality or as per the findings. So along with the predictions, they get the localization and also they get the size of the findings. There is a second workflow for the individual radiologist. In that second workflow where the individual radiologist will be uh, need to upload the images to the solution what we have so it will be identified it will run through our anonymization tool and it will be uploaded to the solution and the Ask AI will be worked on that and after that the workflow is same so these are the two different workflows what we have uh, come up with where it can fit for the hospitals or for the individual radiologist
0: and when we talk about how Intel has partnered with LTTS, obviously Intel, we're, we care about making things faster, uh, more efficient f- in terms of technology. So can you talk a little bit about uh, how Intel's OpenVINO toolkit and the AI analytics toolkit has helped you guys deliver a solution, a quality solution um, to your customers faster?
1: Yeah, when we speak about the AI solutions, right? So most of the things what we consider is the inference time when it is more of deep learning based on the images and the frames one is the inference time, uh, next is the turnaround time and also the size of the AI model. So the Intel OpenVINO has helped in optimizing the inference pipeline by reducing 75% of the turnaround time and also the model size has been reduced by 36% and also the inference time has been reduced by 49%. So that is how the OpenVINO has uh, contributed in reducing most of our, our time, the model size and the turnaround time, where it is optimized for use with Intel processors.
0: And you mentioned the turnaround time and you said the turnaround time is a lot faster. What is that turnaround time? Is that the turnaround time for you to create and optimize a new model? Is that turnaround time for customers to get the results? Uh, what does that look like?
1: Turnaround time with respect to the result with respect to the process time where the doctor looks the, look, start looking at the image and then he will identify the findings and then he will start reporting it. So from the weaving of the image till the reporting of that particular cases where that time has reduced to 75%. So that is the turnaround time. Uh, what we are talking about when we speak about time, whether taken by the doctor, then obviously it will uh, reduces the waiting time of the patient.
0: Okay, great. So I'm going to get basically I'm going to get my results um, in only twenty five percent of
1: the time as I would have had before. Is kind of what you're saying. Yes. Oh, well, that's fantastic. And also I can say that uh, when we speak about turnaround time, when we uh, look into the inference pipeline, right? By using Intel OpenVINO, it has been made as 1.84 times faster.
0: Can you talk about why targeting x-rays is important versus some other type of diagnostic tool?
1: Yeah, because as I initially spoke, right, the huge volume of x-ray, chest x-ray images are populated and but the most of the cities don't have that many number of radiologists in place to report it faster. And x-ray is the easily available modality uh, in every cities it's not like CT or MRI where they need to travel or go far to get it done. X-ray is very much uh, handy where the patient or the patient side persons can reach out to. Also the any doctors will first go with the X-ray investigation before asking the patient to go for CT or MRI. So X-ray is the first investigation diagn- for, to do the diagnosis so hence the volume of X-ray images are more and uh, the reporting time should also be quicker, so that patient can be referred for further investigation based on the extra images. So this is itself take more time, then obviously it will affect on the further investigations where the patient needs to undergo. Uh,
0: it sounds like you guys have an end-to-end pipeline uh, to enable radiologists. Are there other competing solutions that you guys uh, have looked at, uh, and how does your product compare versus what they're providing?
1: See, we compared with one of the solutions where they the number of images used for training, right? So we have used 50,000, and they have used 1.5 lakhs or 2 lakhs images. With the 50,000 images, if we are having a better accuracy, if we are further, if we get more data and if we train the model on that, obviously, will the accuracy level will be high. So with the minimum required data set we have reached across this uh, accuracy what we have presently. And as I said uh, this along with the annotations it also make the doctor if our solution missed out some findings. So it will make the doctor to do the annotation manually and the doctor will report with the new annotations which are done. So in these cases so there is a discrepancy right. So, this discrepancy will be considered as that image, as a retouch image. Once this retouch image reaches the 50,000, then the model will be retrained again. Once it is retrained, so we will look into the accuracy or other metrics. If it is better, then this model will be replaced by the existing model. So, that is how the the self-training capability, what our solution is having. So for this discrepancy, we consider the uh, report as a ground truth.
0: Okay, that's great. So you're continually fine-tuning this based on the radiology, sorry, the radiologist's feedback uh, to provide better solutions for for really better outcomes for your patients. Yes. All right, well, I think that ends our time for today. I'd like to thank Dr. Dandish for joining us and talking to us a little bit about the chest RAI radiology solution. So thank you, Dr. Dandish.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in and learning a little bit more about Chestar AI and how it helps doctors and patients, and also how products like Intel's OpenVINO and the Intel AI Analytics Toolkit can accelerate important AI solutions in the real world. Until next time, when we talk about more technology and trends in industry.